The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. Hey, welcome to 1002. I'm so glad you joined me today. Uh, today, I just wanted to kind of focus on a few, on a psalm of, of Solomon, um, his life, and over the next few days, just looking at some different Proverbs. You know, it's interesting, in Psalm 72, uh, there's this prayer that Solomon has, and it's a prayer for the king, but yet it's a picture of what Christ is going to be, and it's ultimately a picture of the church. So in verses 72, or 12 and 14 of Psalm 72, it says, For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. And as I just thought about that, this is, this is Solomon's prayer for what a king should be. A king should take care of those who cry out. The king helps those who are helpless. The king takes pity on the weak and the needy and looks after them. He rescues those from oppression and violence because they're precious. Their lives are precious. A king cares for his people. And so Solomon's prayer was a king would have this heart. And yet in this psalm, we see the picture of ultimately who Christ was. Right? Christ spent his time hanging out with the needy, the broken, the helpless, the hurt. In fact, he says, I, I didn't come to help those who are healthy. I came to be a doctor, right? The, the, the sick are who I came for. He gave us parable after parable of taking care of people, looking out for people, talking about when we give someone a cup of water or some food and, and ways we're serving and we don't even realize it. I think ultimately of the story of the Good Samaritan, the person just in need and was ignored and eventually, the Samaritan helps. And then ultimately, this, is, this picture is then transferred to the church. I mean, these were the things that we see in the Sermon on the Mount, the things that Jesus commanded us to do, the things he modeled for us to do. And we see the things the church did early on. When the church was formed, they were taking care of the needy. And just a few later, later chapters later in chapter 7, they're looking for elders and looking for people to hand out food they're taking care of the widows and the orphans. And all again, all of these are all throughout scriptures of the church. And so I love just how Solomon is praying for the king of Israel to be this. And yet it really is modeling Christ and ultimately modeling the church. So as a church, we're supposed to take care of the needy. Take care of the afflicted. Take pity on the weak. We're supposed to save the needy. We're supposed to rescue from oppression and violence. Because people are precious. You know, it's so easy to just spend time on those like us or people that we like or people that we get something out of. But really, we're called to serve those who will never be able to pay us back, who are different than us, who are broken, who are hurt, who are probably never going to say thank you. And it doesn't mean we don't help bro broken and hurt people in the countries we live. But we're to be this, this city on a hill, right? This, this refuge, this place of hope. We're to be a helper, not a problem maker. Church, I encourage us today. Let us be this picture. Let us be this picture of the church that we see in Psalms 
72 and ultimately let us be a helper not a problem maker let us be those who are helping and not creating more strife the people group i just want to focus on today are the they're the taiman people and they live in Myanmar. some of you may know that as burma it was formerly called burma but today it's known by Myanmar. it's it's the original title of the country and the taiman people there's 4.5 million of them. They're primarily Buddhists. They speak a language called Shan. And there's actually about 1% that are Christian. Uh, 1% that are Christian. But for them, an interesting thought for them is death does not scare them. Death is not a threat. A threat, Because of those who have done good and have done good deeds, death is simply passing from one life to another. And that's the way a Buddhist believes, right? You're going to have another life. You're going to have another life and you'll become something better. You'll become something better. And so based on your life, will determine your next life. And so when you begin to talk about heaven and hell and death and separation from God, none of that matters to them because they just believe you keep living and keep reincarnating and you go on to the next life and your good deeds will help one another. And so you have to find different ways to witness to these people. You have to to help them understand that there is a finite to life, that there is a consequence for choices. There is a threat, so to speak, of death. And that threat is to be apart from God. They're mainly farmers. They farm rice, tea, soybeans, and also amongst this, this group where they live, this region of Myanmar where they live is also, unfortunately, where about 50% of the world's opium is grown. There's a lot of ethnic division in this country, and there has been since the 11th century. The government of Myanmar continues to persecute ethnic minorities, including the Tamai people, which has just divided the nation, and, and many in this group have joined different groups amongst their country in response to the abuse they've seen in their government, as well as the government and the, and the nation has been war-torn. And so it makes it very difficult to share the gospel and almost impossible for people to go and visit. Thankfully, the Bible and the Jesus film and audio recordings and everything is in their language. And so we want to pray for peace for the country, that there can be a time of peace and that would allow missionaries to come in. We want to pray for peace in the government and so there can just be an outpouring of of believers to come. We want to pray for those that live around there in Laos and Thailand, China, and India who are believers to head into Myanmar and just preach the gospel and share the gospel. And we want to pray for new workers for the harvest. And so, Lord, today we just lift up the Taiman people. We just pray that you would just bring workers to that harvest, whether they're workers from the West or workers locally, they would strengthen the believers that are there. You would strengthen the believers in surrounding countries that they would want to go. You would just bring peace to this country and to this government. Lord, that they would hear the gospel, see the gospel, and know the truth. You would just open the eyes and the hearts of the Taiman people. Lord, we're, just, we're waiting for you. We're trusting in you. We know that you will reap this harvest, and we just pray that to you today.